It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. The Adam Ritz Show is on campus at Furman University in South Carolina, and we are broadcasting in front of this beautiful live studio audience. Oh, that's good. That is great. All right. Thank you, everybody, so much. We're here to award one of your own uh, fellow students on campus here who has been caught in the act. We at the Adam Rich Show are proud to work with the Caught in the Act Awards to highlight and showcase when a student uh, around the country has uh, done more than their fair share as far as philanthropy, community service, leadership. You've gone above and beyond, and we want to highlight those people whenever we can. We took a vote earlier before everybody got in the room. It was unanimous, and our winner today, let's have a round of applause for T. Griscom. And come on down here, T. Where you at? Come on down here. All right, you look shocked and surprised. You didn't know you were going to be honored today, did you? I did not. That's the beauty of this award. You don't know that you're going to win it because you're just doing the right things. You are having your own high character and doing what you think is the right thing to do. I heard one of the stories uh, about you and your, I guess, philanthropy is that you work with a local elementary school tutoring. Uh, How does that go? Um, It's great. We go twice a week for about an hour and a half. It's an inner-city Catholic middle school, um, St. Anthony of Padua. Um, A lot of the kids there... Um, their families can only afford about $700 to pay for the tuition, even though it's about $8,000 to go to school there. So it's great to give back to the community and get back and involved with a lot of those students. So. What kind of subjects do you work with them on? Uh, math, science, a lot of it is just plain. I really get caught playing as mom and dad a lot of times get chased and hit in the head, and they like to play with me. I don't know. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so. And here on campus at Furman, uh, what do you do here? Are you in a fraternity? I am. I'm a Kappa Alpha, and I'm also the chaplain. Oh, excellent. Okay, and your favorite part of this uh, school? I'll probably just say the community and all my friends. At the end of the day, like, you know, when, you know, I've had a bad test or something like that, it's great to have such a great community that be able to go back to my apartment and go out and have a great time with all of my friends. Well, congratulations on winning the Caught in the Act Award. Let's have one more round of applause for Mr. T. Griscom. Thank you. Get socially technical with The Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social, technically. The Adam Ritz Show is on location today in Chicago, Illinois. We're at the uh, football headquarters for the Chicago Bears with the director of Bears Care. That's cool. I care bears. I have daughters. I know what that is. I know what a care bear is. This is Bears Care. We welcome Marge Ham to the show. Hi, Marge. How are you? Great. Thanks for being here today. I'm so happy and proud to be here in the uh, the Bears football complex uh, in Chicago to speak to you about uh, all the initiatives uh, around the Bears philanthropies. Um, you're the director of Bears Care. Now, when you're out on the street or meeting friends, or do, do they say, oh, Marge works with the Bears uh, charities, or do they actually know the term Bears Care? 
Uh, they know the term, but it's always uh, something that we're trying to reinforce in the community and make sure that people do associate it with the Chicago Bears and not the Care Bears, as you mentioned earlier. <laughs> um, and we like to think that the work we're doing is what will ultimately reinforce that name and our brand in the, the world of philanthropy. And how long have you been here with the Bears? Um, I've been here about 10 years. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. So you've seen a lot of changes over the years. Uh, one of the things we want to talk about uh, that the NFL's really done a fantastic job with is uh, the month of October, all the pink, breast cancer awareness. So you've probably seen that change, uh, huge changes, uh, both in the NFL and here with the Chicago Bears with the pink initiatives. What's going on uh, with with your desk in the in the month of pink, I guess? Well, we have seen quite a bit. The, the very interesting um, element to all of this is that uh, the Chicago Bears and the McCaskey family have had uh, a passion for promoting breast cancer awareness and cancer research for decades. Um, back in the 90s, uh, Bears Care first came about uh, via a partnership with the McCormick, McCormick Foundation, and the, the signature event that was created uh, was to raise funds directly for that, that sole purpose, uh, breast cancer research. So we like to think that we were really on the forefront of uh, the programming and awareness that you now see throughout the league. Uh, what what happened as Bears Care grew and the league began to incorporate breast cancer awareness initiatives uh, was that we decided to tack on another program to our menu of support in that area, and that's where we came up with our Real Bears Fans Wear Pink campaign, which is taken off uh, pretty nicely, and we just finished our sixth year. So I can, you know, hear what you're saying, and I can give you, you're very modest, by the way, because I'm hearing that prior to the NFL really jumping on board with the month of October and pink and breast cancer awareness, the Bears were doing this long before the national initiative. We were, and actually um, we started this, again, just to, to support our community, work locally with uh, researchers, but this whole uh, new level that we've reached allows us to not only focus on the medicine, but with the Real Bears Fans Wear Pink campaign, we can focus on the survivors, their families, you know, kids who might be dealing with separation from their parent who's receiving treatment, um, providing navigation services, uh, providing the resources so that a woman can, you know, actually get a wig and feel better about her appearance. So we've been able to take on uh, the, the disease and the issue really, you know, from a, an A to Z perspective. So we like to think we're touching people in a variety of ways and in as many ways as possible. So, so it's a t-shirt campaign. Yep. And uh, I guess let's just talk about how hard, how much work goes in. I'm sure it's hard work. How much work goes into that? When do you start? Is it, is it uh, the first day of training camp for the players? They start doing push-ups. You start printing t-shirts. Well, we start thinking about what it's going to look like well in advance of the season. Um, when the 2013 season ends, we'll jump right into planning, and it's uh, we just finished our sixth year, so it's it's becoming a greater challenge to keep the look new and fresh. And the idea is that each year it's a unique design. Um, some of the years we've uh, given fans some choices uh, to select from, but you know it's something that we want people to have those collections. You know, I've been in it from year one, and I've got this shirt all the way up through 2013, and it speaks to a lot of individuals. We have a lot of great supporters that, you know, start emailing us in the summer, as you mentioned, when training camp starts. They're like, when are the shirts coming out? When do I get to vote? So that that's what's very exciting. Um, it really resonates with a lot of people, and a lot of people are surprised to see that a sports team cares this much about it and does want to do this 
you know. Well, so. they're, they're cool shirts. I took a picture of one. It's going to be on the website, adamritzshow.com. And you say you've got all six years, all six versions of the shirt in your closet. Uh, this is outside the scope of the pink like a pink jersey that yes, is yeah. for sale at a sports uh, outfit, Dick's Sporting Goods. Right. This we, is we a do. specific T-shirt you guys design. Yes, and all the proceeds outside the cost of the shirt and the cost it takes to ship it out to the, the customers and donors, uh, everything goes right out the door. That's that's one of the great things about Bears Care. The club completely underwrites all the costs associated with operating the charity. So when we raise a dollar, it goes to exactly the cause that we you know promote the event saying that we're going to sport. So it goes right to where it's supposed to go. Um, so the great part about this is we'll run the program for maybe five to six weeks, depending again on when we're actually going to be focusing on uh, the NFL's campaign at a home game. But uh, we'll be able to net over $100,000 and turn that right around into the community for oh. a variety of programs. And and great. the great part is we try to touch a lot of neighborhoods, a lot of different programs, change it up every year so that you know, people see it and they see that we care about our fan base everywhere. So we keep trying to extend the reach. And uh, it's it's been very successful and made a great difference so far. So it's really on top of what you see when you go to the games in October and you see the pink goalposts. Um, a crucial catch, which is the NFL's um, game platform, is really an important element because awareness, prevention, early detection, those are all key elements. But um, we like to think, again, we're taking it that next step. And you have a lot of player support, uh, obviously being Chicago Bears themselves. I saw online there's a specific separate website for real Bears fans right. wear pink. Did I get that right? Real yeah, Bears fans yeah, wear it's, pink. It's, it's, uh, um, <laughs> and there's right on that homepage of that separate website, there's a picture of quarterback Jay Cutler in one of the shirts. So yeah. you get a lot of support from your own players. Jay was great. He uh, happened to be doing his weekly radio show on the day the shirts uh, came online for sale. And talked his friends at ESPN Radio into wearing them, and uh, they they were quite a sight to see for the uh, hundreds of people that showed up at this particular remote uh, to kick off the campaign. And then we, we've had other players that have gone out and done different appearances related to the shirts for us. Corey Wooten, for example, his mother-in-law is a survivor. Um, he lost a couple of great aunts to breast cancer. So they they understand when it's impacted them, they know the importance of what we're doing. So it's it's great to be able to support them at the same time. So you got to get 50,000 shirts printed up in small, medium, and large, and then you need about 50 shirts printed up in triple XL for your players. Actually, we had a major run on triple and 4Xs this year. It's funny you say that. We sold more 4Xs than ever, although it's probably because the fabric was a little uh, clingier than in the past. But, uh, yes, and people, believe it or not, are always thrilled that we don't upcharge the uh, larger sizes. Mm -hmm. So it's really just meant to be accessible and and wearable and something that, you know, the majority of our fans, regardless of their particular financial circumstances, they can – they can support the project, support breast cancer awareness, and know that their donation has gone to a good place and people they can trust to, to do good with it. So well, you, you mentioned Bears fans, I mean worldwide. You can get online and, uh, and purchase Bears gear and also support the Bears charities. Are these shirts going to be available through the course of a year, or once is there an allotment, and once they're gone, they're gone, and you got to wait till the next year? You got it. Once they're gone, they're gone. Uh, we really, the, the club does so many things um, throughout the course of the season and the off season, and they have several areas uh, where they're particularly involved in the community. So we really have an all-hands-on-deck approach in October, but we know that that's our time, 
and you know we're respectful of the other initiatives and mm-hmm. other areas of our mission that we need to focus on you know at different times during the year so uh we sell them we get to a point where we stop ordering and then we sell them out and move on so that's great okay marge ham is our guest she's uh, with the front office of the chicago bears she's the director of the charities they call it bears care and uh, she's the director of the of the charities involved with the chicago bears and it's uh, our pleasure to have uh, your time today it's been a lot of fun hanging out your new complex too it's beautiful here in chicago so uh to wrap up the breast cancer awareness the pink initiatives uh coast to coast with the nfl do you work with the other marge hams of the other 31 franchises to do anything nationally or is that what the NFL headquarters office is for in New York? That, that's sort of what they're for. Uh, we do communicate and network a little bit. Uh, so the, the league puts an emphasis on all of the clubs having an understanding of what's being done nationwide. Um, and a lot of times we'll get some ideas from some other people as far as what we could do. So uh, there is great communication, but it seems to be um, the in- fan engagement, et cetera, seems to be very specific to each home market. So it, it, it's probably better that we all sort of have our own ideas and then maybe steal a few things here and there where, where it might be helpful yeah. to us. So, yeah. So you, you I, the first time you did this campaign, is there, a, a, um, I guess, an email serve where you send it out to all the teams? Because you don't want the Cowboys to come out with a real Cowboys wear pink campaign two years after you started yours there there's a fight brewing there yeah well we really have have had i'm not sure you know if um if anyone has really gone that next step because the one thing i will say about the program is uh again it's something we didn't do six years ago we haven't had an increase in staff since we started the program and it's fairly labor intensive because we are the uh procurement fulfillment shipping we do everything with the same people that focus on other aspects of their job you know the the other 11 months of the year so you know the room you're sitting in now where you see a few shirts that are still remaining you know this is sort of the hub and we have some pretty crazy days where we're stacking boxes printing out fedex slips and it's just a a total assembly line we kind of put everything aside so that that's something that kind of makes it special as well because it really is a very grassroots effort internally here at the bears Mm -hmm. and we want it to appeal to you know the grassroots fans out there so it 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 kind of makes sense and and actually when you mentioned that the first year we did it um we actually were contacted by the nfl they had seen it in one of our recaps and they ended up featuring the shirt in their super bowl program that year so they they saw it immediately and um since that time they haven't featured us again but we (laughs) we've probably doubled the uh the funds that we're able to distribute since that point. So it's it's shown good growth. Um, it's uh, it's also something that the fans they want to tell you how they feel about it, how they feel about this design. You know, I don't like this one as much as last year's. So it's it's something that they they definitely you know have grown accustomed to and they've become attached to. So you know we're, we've kind of got our fingers on their pulse. We try to listen to them and and give them what they want. So it's 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 fun. Well, as a as a football fan, uh, I'm excited uh, as a uh, uh, I guess a proponent of awareness and fundraising and charities and philanthropy. I'm excited because of how uh, the NFL and the football season marries up with 
really the charitable time of year mm -hmm. between uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month and then uh, sort of a new one in November is, oh, is yeah. November where you don't shave. Guys don't shave to show support and awareness for uh, male-centered cancers like yes. t t testicular cancer and prostate cancer. So, uh, well, I, it seems like you want to – are you doing a, a mustache well, campaign? We're, <laughs> we're not doing one through the charity, but actually a couple of years ago we had uh, someone in our accounting department who – became aware of this initiative before it's, you know, gained the general awareness that it's getting right now. And uh, he started it internally. So I would say maybe two or three years ago, we had quite a few staff members and uh, the the females in the office found it all quite entertaining. And, you know, in any male-dominated atmosphere, you know, you sometimes can have some uh, fun and games that arise when you have someone you're working with every day who all of a sudden looks a little different yeah. than they used to. Um, so last year was the first year we really saw our players jump on board with it, and uh, there were quite a few who participated. So it was uh, very exciting. So the club also has a partner that uh, focused one of their campaigns on prostate awareness. There was some in-game activation in September, and I'm sure they'll do some things with them moving forward in November. That particular area of research doesn't fall within the the bears care spectrum but again it's a it's a very visible platform one that's gaining momentum one that has momentum here internally um and and one that will support as much as we can without dollars necessarily mm -hmm. so marge ham is our guest uh, director of charities and um the bears care program with the chicago bears and we're moving right along the football season uh from Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October and November, where uh, you're, I guess, encouraged to grow out your whiskers to support male-centered uh, cancers. Um, Thanksgiving, Meals on Wheels, then uh, the Coats campaign, um, Toys for Tots and Christmas. Um, how busy are you during this time of the year? It, it's very busy. I mean, we work all year to really, you know, hit our stride when the season begins. So uh, when you have the players here and you're in season and we've got a lot of programming going on, um, the players obviously have uh, a lot of commitments, but there's a lot of energy uh, needed to get everybody out there doing what they need to do um, during the season because that's obviously when the most attention is on us. Um, some of the programs in the community relations group will uh, has done the coat drive for 20-some years now. I believe we actually might be hitting 25, 26. And that program has just grown exponentially, uh, such that they kicked that off even earlier this year in September, pretty much about the time we kicked off the shirt. So I mean, mm -hmm. things just you know seem to be growing and growing. And there's a constant planning and constant um, you know looking forward to how we can take one program and make its impact that much deeper. Um, how we can improve. We always try to get better at what we do, reach more, uh, and make it more impactful. So there's there's always something. We've got um, quite a few initiatives that will, um, I don't want to say be showcased or, you know, uh, be highlighted this weekend at our Salute to Service game, which is another key NFL platform. And support of the military is also uh, an area of focus for the community relations group here and uh, also to a somewhat lesser extent for Bears Care. But we do make a point of uh, developing some type of program each year to support the military. Uh, so that will be you know, part of the uh, game day activation this Sunday as well. So again, another very important platform for the NFL. The Chicago Bears, growing up a, 
a football fan, uh, and I also am a huge fan of food uh, and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and the Chicago Bears are, are synonymous. Um, <laughs> They always play on that Thursday. They always play uh, on Thanksgiving. Usually, it's the, uh, the Bears Lions game. I think is the is the it's national been a couple years since we had treasure. Yes, we used to. Um, yeah, you know what? Maybe I haven't been paying attention because I've been eating so much food. Uh, the Lions are always there. The Lions are always there. We, Sometimes the Bears. Sometimes okay. the Bears. Yes. So, so no big uh, Thanksgiving initiative or push this year. Well, uh, there's always actually multiple pushes. I think uh, Thanksgiving is one season where the players frequently have uh, their own events that they work on, either with their foundations or you know with teammates. Again, at a very grassroots level, sometimes it can be just as simple as helping out a handful of families. Uh, we actually are looking to uh, put something together in November for. Uh, families of veterans and currently enlisted members of the military. So kind of marrying those two initiatives, which okay. are what synonymous with November. So yeah. um, that's sort of what we're looking at. But again, it, it, it changes a little bit every year. Um, but this year, that's, uh, that's our goal is to, you know, provide a great holiday experience and lots to eat for uh, members of the military and their families. We're at the Chicago Bears uh, facility. Uh, we're just north of, uh, I guess, downtown Chicago, north of the sure. stadium. And we're with Marge Ham, who's in charge of Bears Care. The, uh, I guess I can call it just the, uh, the Bears Philanthropy or Bears sure. Charities um, here locally and nationally, rather. Uh, it's called Bears Care. And I'm going to put you on the spot here with some of the players um, here with the team. Uh, what are some of the philanthropies, top of your head, that the players have individually? There's always um, a lot of fun philanthropies with players doing their own bowling tournaments or golf outings. Uh, anything come to mind, top of head, putting you on the spot about some of your own players? As far as what they support or how they raise their funds? A little bit of both. Oh, okay. What what their, well, what their, what their uh, foundation supports and how they raise the money to support it. So uh, probably one of the more visible philanthropies that you've seen in the recent weeks, um, Brandon Marshall uh, is uh, a strong proponent of, I, th I think he would use the words, ending the stigma of mental illness. Um, his foundation is, is focused on increasing the dialogue, um, reaching out to individuals to connect them to resources, you know, individuals who feel they might be struggling with issues. Um, Brandon chose to wore uh, sort of a, I like to say, neon green cleat uh, yes. when we played the Giants, which uh, happened to fall during uh, National Mental Health Awareness Week, and he auctioned off those shoes to generate some funds for his foundation. And he has a very specific plan as to how he wants to award those funds. Um, the other players, Charles Tillman is very active with his foundation, supporting uh, critically ill children and their families. He just recently had an event uh, a celebrity server event where he uh, ropes in a lot of his teammates and uh, they go to a restaurant down in the city and will actually serve the patrons a lovely dinner. I think they work a little bit for tips, which go to the charity, and then mm -hmm. they'll host a nice nice auction. Uh, Jay Cutler's very involved with um, supporting different diabetes programs, uh, both the, on the research end and programs that uh, reach out and actually impact the kids who might be um, dealing with uh, living that lifestyle. You know, we, we uh, appreciate and recognize that the uh, NFL, the Chicago Bears, Jay Cutler have platforms and an audience and can get involved and promote a charity and awareness and funding, and it helps uh, millions of people. 
And we like to sort of break that down, too, on this radio show to say that you don't have to be a Jay Cutler. You don't have to be a, a famous person to get involved with your communities. If It's all math and percentages. If you have um, 100 friends, if you have 100 followers on Twitter, get involved like Jay Cutler does because, uh, you know, he might get 10% of his fans to go purchase or donate money. You might get 10% of your followers. So that's 10 people that might give 10 bucks to a charity. You just helped 100 bucks. That that's worth it for all of us to get involved. So we appreciate uh, your time, Marge, and bringing up these stories. I want to ask you one last question about the players to put you on the spot. Who's the one guy? Doesn't even have to be a household name. Uh, could be a third stringer. We've we've never even met yet. Who's the one guy in this facility that you can always count on when something happens? You need a you need someone to go to an elementary school and read to the kids. Who's the one guy that can that will just light up a room that smiles when you walk down the hall and doesn't run the other way when they see your face? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I think you know one of our newcomers is doing a, a great job in that area. Martellus Bennett um, has done. Uh, a variety of appearances so far, some uh, some for the community department, some for different partner initiatives, but he is guaranteed to entertain and be engaging and leave you with a positive lasting impression, and I can almost guarantee you will make sure you listen to him and hang on every word. So he's he brings a lot of energy and enthusiasm and a very unique perspective uh, to the team. So he's he's kind of a newer guy that we're we're very excited about. We've got a whole stable of uh, guys that might not be the household names, but you know they understand. Sometimes we're in a pinch. We need you. Come on. Um, you know the only unfortunate part is in this. You know in this profession, there's a lot of change. You know, yeah. and, you know people. Unfortunately, injuries are a part of the game, and you know there might be somebody who's out there at the start of the season, but a few weeks in, then he's on IR and. So we're constantly, you know, dealing with that. And, you know, we're respectful of what the players are trying to do on their own to support them in that. And, you know, hopefully in turn, when we really need them, we can count on them. And we usually can. So that that's very encouraging. Well, we thank you for this behind-the-scenes look at the philanthropies uh, and charities and community involvement of the Chicago Bears. She's Marge Ham, the director of Bears Care, and uh, it's just been a pleasure. We'd love to have you on the show again, maybe uh, for season seven of the yeah. Real Bears Fans Wear Pink we'll campaign. Give you a hot off the press preview, maybe. <laughs> all right, all right. And you know what? Is there a big unveil? Is there a press conference where you take down the sheet and show the new shirt? Is it all online? Uh, it, it's done online, but yes, there is great anticipation, and uh, we kind of keep it under wraps until uh, the release date. So We look forward to that <laughs> unveil. And is there a, uh, um, I guess, a separate page with the Chicago Bears website that deals with their community involvement? What is that? There is. It's uh, chicagobears.com forward slash community. You can access information um, on Bears Care through that address. Uh, it'll also take you to information by area of focus, whether it's military, education, it'll direct you to player and coach foundations if that's what you're looking for. So it is a great resource and uh, we hope someday to have as many visitors as some of the other pages uh, on our site do that focus strictly on football content. But uh, we like to think that our pages are equally uh, important and helpful to our community. Marge Ham of the Chicago Bears, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Hi, this is Dan Patrick for a true original. His name, Adam Ritz. A true original. I'm Adam Ritz.
Ritz. We're in Eugene, Oregon, on the campus of the University of Oregon, broadcasting in front of a live studio audience. Yes, they love it here. All right, great crowd, lots of energy. We have our first guest, Monica, here. Hi, Monica, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, and you have been volunteered, not by yourself, uh, but your teammates. We're with the student-athletes at the uh, University of Oregon, the Oregon Ducks, uh, in the Pac-12, and your student-athletes on this uh, student-athlete advisory committee have volunteered you to talk about the talent show that you guys, you guys just had to raise funds for the O-Heroes. Tell us about that. Well, a bunch of teams went up and either did a video submission or like a live act and had a bunch of people come in to look at them. Okay, and for uh, somebody like me and our listeners that's not too familiar with O Heroes, can you tell us what O Heroes is? Uh, well, just a group of student athletes that try to benefit the community. All right, okay. And really, why you're on the show and you've been volunteered by your peers is because of your talent. You were actually in the talent show, and I hear you sing. Is that correct? Yes. And you're going to sing for us right now. Can we get her to sing for us today? Okay. And you know what? This is only a half-hour show, so you don't have to do the whole song. Just, uh, you know, do uh, a couple stanzas, maybe one chorus. Give me, give me something. Of what? I don't... What was the song you sang in the talent show? Oh, the cup song. The, the cup song. All right. All right, how's the cup song go? Um, I got my ticket for the long way round. Two bottle whiskey for the way And I sure would like some sweet company And I'm leaving tomorrow, what do you say? It's Monica! <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your talents with us. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank I, you. I mean, maybe so you keep working, you'll be able to talk as well as you sing someday. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.